0: Welcome to Family Yields Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Walter. Thank you for joining me as I delve deeper into topics of family life through the lens of permaculture. Today I'd like to talk about perfectionism, that wonderful thing that seems to pervade all parts of our lives. It's amazing to me how normalized perfection is in our culture uh, how much we strive towards this unattainable thing, um, and how much work it is to get rid of that part of ourselves um, because there are so many ways in which it is showing up and being reinforced by everyone and everything around us. So, when I think about perfectionism, it seems like an isolated problem, like a problem where if I'm doing a particular task, I need to get X, Y, and Z done in order for it to turn out perfectly. Um, But what I've noticed as I've started to unpack perfectionism and what it means and how it shows up in my life is that I'm finding that it pervades everything, as in down to how I load the dishwasher or the way in which I'm conversing with my child. Uh, And I think it's really dangerous. I think that when we have this idea that we need to perform in a certain way in order for things to be good or bad, then we're setting ourselves up for a lot of disappointment. Now, even just in what I just said, I'm I'm thinking as I'm speaking here, which is that the fact that there is a good or a bad outcome in itself is problematic, right? Because we live in a society where Uh, We've been raised as graded, right? Like here is um, your grade. This is how good you are on this rating scale. Um, And we've come to understand that there is a good and then conversely a bad. Uh, And I think what's missing in that scenario is the whole range of grayscale that exists between good and bad um, and all the different ways that that might show up. So if I just back up the train a little bit and think about that as a problem, um, that's kind of the underlying problem of perfectionism, that there is a standard or a way that we should be doing something. And if we're not doing it in that desired way, then all of a sudden we're not doing it right or we're not doing it good enough. And I know for myself that that feeling of not feeling good enough comes up a lot more than I wish it would. Um, and it's something that I've grown to acknowledge in myself, Um, and sometimes that's actually a really hard place to be, is to say, okay, I can see myself, I can see that I don't feel that I'm doing well enough in this situation, and I'm going to name it, and I'm going to label it, and I'm going to sit with this fact that I'm feeling not good enough right now. That is super hard to do, especially because usually those times where we're feeling not good enough are those times where we're already feeling like we haven't quite got our game on, right? It's like, okay, so we're going to take ourselves down another notch and admit, well, not only do I not have myself together here, but then in addition, I'm going to admit that I'm having these feelings of being not good enough. Um, But what I've noticed over the years i and i can honestly say years that i've been doing this work for myself is that when i can name it and when i can see it as oh this is that old friend of mine that old friend that i don't really want to visit um who's coming back to say oh you're not feeling good enough right now you didn't show up in you know these different ways that you should have done and we see it a lot of places right like there's the old quote um I don't even know where it came from, but don't shoot on yourself. Which I think is really wonderful because sometimes we need those mantras. We need that little sentence in our head that we can draw upon in that moment where we're just overwhelmed. And having a little tool, a tiny little tool, you can pull out of your back pocket and say, I see you, right? I see you self and I see you feeling not good enough. Or I see you shooting on yourself. And when we can acknowledge When we see ourselves in this discomfort, then all of a sudden we've created a tiny little space to step back and to say, oh, I feel witnessed. I feel witnessed by myself, and now I have this opportunity to make a choice. So how this relates to permaculture as I see it is just, again, being really involved with our personal system, with our internal system. What is our emotional landscape at the moment? What's happening on the inside? Because when we can notice, then we have a chance to make a change and diverge from the path we're already on. I think what's really important to think about here is that when we come up against this, right? When we come up against this feeling of not good enough, that is us meeting our edge. And in permaculture, we talk about our edges being the most fertile ground. That's where we have the most diversity. And so when I think about that in terms of a personal system, I feel a little bit more comfortable with it, right? Like anything we can do to help ourselves feel more comfortable in our discomfort um, is where we're meeting that edge, the edge of where we are and where we want to be. Because right there, if we can meet at that very place, then we're going to be able to witness our own growth and we'll have the opportunity to grow. If we're always coming up against, oh, you're not good enough, back off, right? Recede, recoil, hide yourself. Then we're not giving ourselves the opportunity for that diversity to show up in new ways, to witness ourselves struggling and honoring that struggling and therefore being able to push a little bit further maybe than we did the time before. So as we come up against those edges, just really feeling into them, Um, and it's unceremonious. It's unceremonious because you come up against it again and again and again. It's actually in the act of showing up for yourself that you are making a tiny, tiny incremental change, and those tiny incremental changes are what add up over time to create a dynamic system and a resilient system. So for me, in my parenting journey, I'm trying to create resiliency within myself so that when I come up against something that's a trigger for me, I don't recoil and lose any ground and then kind of go into a tailspin of sorts, um, feeling really upset and getting down on myself, although that can sometimes be part of it. And depending on what the situation is, you know, is a natural part of it as we experience guilt or have to work through big emotions that are coming up. But sometimes what I'm able to do is to sit with it and to sit right at that edge and to watch that, you know, the situations that maybe aren't quite as volatile, uh, that don't trigger me quite so deeply. um, I can sit at that edge and I can observe the fact that, oh, okay, I'm actually pushing into something new here. I'm pushing into something a little bit sore here. And I'm going to witness myself in that situation, watching myself feel discomfort and showing up for myself as the person I would want to show up for me because I get to do that right like in this world we only get to control ourselves and so what better way to make yourself feel more comfortable than to show up in those times of discomfort and I'm finding that the more that I'm able to do that and witness for myself the more comfortable the discomfort becomes, um which sounds a little odd, um but it just makes that whole process a little bit easier so just like in permaculture, these are not quick fixes, right? These are slow and small solutions. This is looking at our parenting journey and our inner growth as a small, small incremental move forward, just a tiny little step and um, witnessing and being present for ourselves allows us to be that for our child, right? We've got to kind of, there's that old saying, you know, you've got to put your own mask on before you put on your child's. And I really believe that because it's not until we do our own inner work that we're able to show up for our child and to support them when they're not at their best. We have to know how to support ourselves when we're not our best in order to show up for our child. Thank you very much for joining me today on Family Yields podcast. I'm your host, Julie Walter. Looking forward to seeing you next time. If you like what you heard today, please support me by heading over to patreon.com slash familyyields. You can also head over to familyyields.com where you can find products such as the Homeschooling Empowerment Course, which teaches you how you can revolutionize your homeschooling, as well as a homeschoolers motivation toolkit to give you ideas for how to get your kids to do those things they just don't want to do without both of you losing hair.